Good morning. It's Iowimala. It's Thursday, October 29th. We're getting closer to Halloween, closer to the elections, and um, there's a lot going on in the world. So my first advice that I want to give you right away is between now and uh, however long it takes for us to have some kind of resolution in this country and comfort with the people of different views and with whatever's going on in your neck of the woods, I'd like to really encourage you, urge you, to remember to practice every day. Uh, try to practice with everything you do. It, it's, um, it's a time when we need to have a regular sitting practice and a time when we need to find a way to practice with everything we do during the day. Uh, a friend and a teacher of mine sent um, uh, some short videos that were posted on uh, one of the social medias of Deepa Ma. And it just shows her hanging close up and walking around and uh, also giving blessings to people. But just in her daily life, all of the things she did, you could see she's she's practicing. She's uh, chanting in a very uh, soft voice. She's chanting blessings and she's her whole presence and everything she did in those little short videos of her were of her embodying metta practice. And if you don't if you haven't heard of Deepa Ma, I, I never had a chance to meet her, but she was an Indian woman who gave um, uh, blessings to people and uh, people would come from ev everywhere all over the world just to be in her presence and they could feel that metta so strongly. So it was inspiring for me to see her, but the most inspiring thing was seeing how she embodied her practice just in the littlest details, hanging clothes over kind of a rickety clothesline and uh, just walking. And always when she's giving someone a, a blessing, just the contact, you can just feel it. You, you can see how uh, completely pure and just she had let it become her. So think about that. Instead of uh, what I've made a decision to do is really give my, put myself on a news fast and uh, try not to get very attached at all to the daily happenings and make a commitment to yourself that you will sit and practice and that you will also carry your practice into your daily activities. So just have your heart and mind open and let go of fear and let go of stories. I think there are so many stories we have of this is going to happen or this might happen or there's going to be this kind of reaction to the elections that's going to create a lot more chaos. Don't get caught up in those stories because it's just going to cause more anxiety and um, make you more vulnerable 
on the inside for uh, difficult emotional states. That's not what we need right now, right? We need to be calm. We need to be breathing and breathing down into our lungs. So more than ever, practice. And if you think everything's fine in your neck of the woods, practice for other people. There, you can't do it too much right now. It's, I think it's critical. There's just so much going on that is all over the world that we need to be, we need to be uh, letting go and being observers, feeling that, uh, letting go of those passions and breathing in equanimity. You know, we talked last night at our uh, Zoom meditation and question and answer that was just wonderful for the Blue Lotus Temple. We talked about equanimity being the opposite of passion. And it's all of, it's all of our passions that are all uh, full of fear and full of anger and full of, uh, full of self-righteousness right now and that's what we have to be watching and that's what we have to be protecting ourselves from 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 our own kind of internal uh, demons so let go of the passion and let go of attaching to any uh, story you have about what's going on or what the outcomes will be and just practice 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 with everything you do think about loving kindness Think about compassion. So think about balance. Think about just being in the moment and dealing with what's actually going on in front of you. Can be That might be cleaning your house or feeding your squirrels or walking your dog or going to work, reading a book. Be careful. Just be, be. Pay attention. Pay attention. Have that awareness and that attention to the present moment. So I found we talked about this last night in the class about dealing with uh, working with our emotions, and I always like to talk about uh, we if we let go of our stories then we can work with our emotions. And if we hang on to our stories, it just builds those emotions up and gets us, it actually takes us away from the emotion we can work with and gets us into a whole storyline, which is usually about who started it or whose fault it is or who's it, you know, who's to blame. But I, I found, of course, I have a treasure of tricycle magazines and uh, I can't let go of them. So I'm trying to go through and, and uh, reread articles and look at things from years ago. And maybe I'll be able to let go of, go of them and put them in the library at Blue Lotus or somewhere where other people can have access to them. But from 2013, Pema Chodron has an article Meditating with emotions, drop the story and find the feeling. And I just wanted to read a little bit of that. So, 
So she's saying energy itself, uh, energy can get frozen when we have problems with our emotions. We can freeze them because we know we can, if we can have certain things happen, we have, it's like we open the freezer, the deep freezer, and pull out emotions that we frozen from so so long ago. Emotions in essence are just pure energy. But because of dualistic perception, we identify the emotion as me, and it gets very locked in. This is to say that energy itself is not a problem. We always associate our emotions with thoughts. We're scared of something, or we're angry at somebody, or we're feeling lonely or ashamed or lustful in relationship with either ourselves or somebody. Our emotions have a lot of mental conversation, and in my experience, it is often hard to discern between what is the thought and what is the emotion. That's very important. What, it's hard to discern what is the thought and what is the actual emotion. In any given sitting period, in any given half hour of our lives, there are a lot of things that come and go. But we don't need to try so hard to sort it all out. We don't have to attach so much meaning on what arises. And we also don't have to identify with our emotions so strongly. All we need to do is allow ourselves to experience the energy. And in time, it will more, and in time, it will move through you. It will, but we need to experience the emotion, not think about the emotion. It's the same thing that I've been talking about with the breath. Experiencing the breath going in and out. Trying to find a way to breathe in and out without thinking about the breath or conceptualizing the breath or even watching the breath. We just observe the body breathing. You know, we say that all the time. Observe the body breathing. We don't have to think about it. I often describe this as having a felt sense of our emotions. This term, felt sense, may not really be the right term for you. For instance, you could have an experience of dread. You likely carry a storyline about being afraid of something that's about to happen. But if there is a way that you can interrupt the conversation through your meditation training, even for a few moments, then you can have an actual experience of dread. You can allow yourself to become physically aware of dread. Feel it. Feel the clenching and tightness. It can even go deeper than that. You might have a textural experience of dread as tingly or hot, a coldness or sharpness in your chest. And then she describes a period for her where she had a very strong uh, emotion. She said, it was one of my first experiences of really feeling an emotion. I was in a period of a lot of distress that I couldn't get away from. This happens in our life frequently. The person who was triggering me wasn't going away. It was at Gampo Abbey, where I live, 
and that's up in a pretty isolated spot in Nova Scotia. This happens in our life frequently. And we had to live with each other and in pretty close quarters, and what was being triggered were old memories and conditioning. This is often the case with strong emotions. There's a lot locked in us. It can be quite irrational. It's like we're dogs who hear certain sounds and freak out. We see a certain facial expression, or someone treats us in a certain way, or there's just the right tone of voice, or someone reminds me of something, and out of the blue there's this whole felt sense of dread or anger or deep sadness. Usually we're not even aware of it. We're simply reacting the way we always have. In this particular instance, what was being triggered for me was a feeling of helplessness about it. Because this woman disliked me intensely and wouldn't talk to me. The situation was bringing up feelings of powerlessness, of not being able to get things under control, of not being able to make everything all right. I couldn't get her to like me, and I couldn't even get her to talk about it. There was no way that my usual strategies were going to work. So I was just naked with this recurring dread. I met her in the halls constantly. She'd walk by coldly, and boy, it would bring up what felt like centuries of conditioning and perceived threats. I felt to myself, this is my big chance. Maybe if I really go into this, I won't even have this issue come up again in this lifetime or any other lifetime. So one night I went to the meditation hall. I sat all night because I was in so much pain and didn't know what else to do. I didn't think much at all because I was in so much pain. Sometimes pain completely knocks thoughts out. You're sitting in the pain and it's like you're speechless at all levels. As I sat, I began to have this quality of experiencing what I was going through with this woman. I had a body memory of being a very little child, but it wasn't like I was remembering a traumatic experience or anything. I just realized at a cellular level that my entire ego structure, my entire personality, was designed never to go to this particular feeling. I began to experience a deep feeling of inadequacy, like I wasn't okay. I realized that what I was experiencing was a complete death to ego. From that felt experience, I began to realize the power of getting sidetracked with words, of getting sidetracked with thoughts about our emotions. We get completely sidetracked with our strategies which are always designed to move away from the felt experience. So whether it's a humdinger of an emotion, a kind of core pain to our ego structure such as mine was, or whether it's any strong emotion or even a milder emotion, it's so easy for us to get stuck and wrapped up in the story and the story and thoughts around the emotion. 
From there, the emotion escalates and enslaves us. You have to get dirty with your emotions. Meditation allows us to feel them, live them, and taste them completely. It gives us a lot of insight into why we do the things we do and why other people do the things they do. Out of this insight, compassion is born. This insight also begins to open the doorway to our basic goodness, our Buddha nature, and the complete open spaciousness that's available when we're not blocking our feelings. Once I was able to allow myself to have a felt sense of my emotions, it was completely liberating. As Ponlop Rinpoche said, until you begin to really relate with the unfavorable or the unpleasant thing as part of your meditation, they're not the whole thing. But until you start working with them, you don't really have the quality of being on a path of awakening. One of the things that causes us to get so lost in our emotions is that we attach our stories to them. I discovered quite a while back that the escalation of emotions, while you're really in the river, swept away, losing all your perspective, totally carried away by loneliness and anger and despair, is fueled by the storyline. Our emotions are like the stone thrown into the water without the rings. An emotion without the story is immediate, sharp, and raw. The direct experience of the emotion creates no ripples. But with the storyline, the ripples get bigger and bigger and go out farther and farther and actually turn into waves and hurricane velocity winds. The storyline really churns things up. You know how you might put on music in order to make yourself cry? You play a certain particular song, a certain song, and you just milk the sadness. I remember those days. Our storylines are like that, except we don't need music. We have our mind and our thoughts, and they can rev up the emotions. But if we use our emotions as the object of meditation, as our friend and support, it's like standing on the bank of the river and observing. It's a beautiful article. It's from uh, How to Meditate, A Practical Guide to Making Friends with Your Mind from 2013. making friends with our minds. And it seems uh, frightening, but imagine feeling the real emotion without all the stories. It's like throwing a stone into the water. It's a sharp, immediate reaction. It doesn't go on and on and on and on, developing into something completely different. So that's, that's a reason in itself Absolutely, to work with the emotion, not the stories we we create and make up. Those stories are just to create passion, to create that agitation, and to keep us away from the from the the basic emotion we're feeling. 
And that emotion is not a bad thing for us to be with. So, um, and that's what we can work with every day with our meditations. And I really love where she says we don't have to, we're not trying to fix things. We're just trying to see things, to see clearly. And we can just let things rise. We don't have to, we don't have to, um, clear everything up, think everything through. We just let things rise up as we sit quietly and silently and let go of our thoughts. So what I'd like to ask everyone to do is practice metta as part of their daily practice. And you know I'm talking about the elections coming up and the uh, the news. It seems like they're just predictions of everything bad that's going to happen and it doesn't matter anymore who's who wins or who loses it's all about the uproar that could happen might happen on election day or afterwards that's the stuff we can let go of right now but we can let our practice be what we're we are standing and observing and practicing we're witnessing but we can put out that that energy that is calm and peaceful and don't try not to feed into all of the negativity going around. And there's a lot going on in the world and now uh, uh, the new hurricane that came yesterday up through New Orleans and is going over east and up the east coast. So um, we have all of the very interesting weather things going on. So uh, let's sit for a few minutes, but please be beacons of that calmness and uh, equanimity. This is the best time we've ever had to practice, and we need to be grateful for that. So let's have a little bit of practice, and then if you can, keep practicing when our time is up. So gently close your eyes. Don't try to stop your thinking. That's just going to frustrate you and your mind. You can let those thoughts just come, but also let them go by not feeding them with your attention. Don't turn them into stories. Just acknowledge that they're there. But the, even as you acknowledge that your body's breathing, and you have that awareness that your body is doing it for you, You can be that way with your mind. Your mind is creating thoughts. That's what our minds do. We need to learn to work with that, not shut the mind off. But we need to learn what's important to pay attention to and what we can let go of. Some of the things that we want to let go of are just not important with what 
It keeps us from focusing on what we want to do. And some of the things that our mind is thinking may be unskillful, may be unwholesome. Those are things that we can learn to let go of. Those are the things we want to work at letting go of completely. Replacing the unskillful and the unwholesome with more skillful ways to think. But a lot of the stuff flowing through our minds is just distraction. We can learn to just let that come and let it go. No need to pay attention to it. We work with our body. Allowing our body to relax and be calm. You can always begin with a body scan. There'll be lots of them on my meditations if you plug into any of the other ones. So good to use those when you're going to sleep or can't go to sleep. Or when you feel like you need to come back and be grounded in your body and not be all over the place. Today, let's focus on metta. Send that kindness to yourself. A deep kindness. You want the best for yourself. You want to protect yourself. Like the mother protecting her only child. You want to protect your precious life. You want to be happy. Truly happy. You want to be well. And you want to feel safe. And be at peace. With each in-breath, breathe in these qualities for yourself. And just relax as you breathe out. Breathe in that peace, that calmness. Breathe in that happiness. 
Now think of your loved ones. Send them these same thoughts and wishes. We know that our loved ones want to be comforted. If they want to feel safe and loved, they want to feel at peace. Breathe in, thinking of sharing the same qualities with them. If we are aware that we want these same beautiful qualities, then we know that they want the same. Doesn't matter if they're near or far away. We send out wishes with every breath out. Wishes for their peace, for their true happiness, for their health, and for their sense of safety in this world. It doesn't matter what political side anyone is on, whether they're a family member or a stranger, they do want the same things. They want to feel heard They want to feel safe. So send out these same beautiful wishes for all beings, all human beings, no matter what their views are, no matter how different you think they are from you and me, They're not. Open your heart, open your mind. Send out this quality of goodwill, of kindness, of friendliness. May all beings be able to experience freedom from suffering and the causes of suffering, freedom from fear and worry and anxiety, freedom from hunger, freedom from thirst, freedoms from the extremes of weather that the world is experiencing, 
May all living beings, human and non-human, be able to care for themselves or be taken care of lovingly. May we all experience peace in the coming days. And let that peace begin with me. Sitting if you have the time, carry your practice with you everywhere you go. Really make it be alive for you. And I'll see you tomorrow and check in and see how everyone's doing. But let's let's all promise each other that we're going to keep practicing. Walking around, we're practicing. But I think it really is important to have some kind of sitting practice or walking practice where we let that be. Maybe we can call that our formal practice, even if it's 15 minutes a day. But then let that go into your every action. So while you're washing dishes, while you're cleaning up, while you're doing other chores while you're running errands. Be Deepama. Carry that, that heart of kindness and compassion with you everywhere you go because we need that more than we probably ever have in our lifetimes right now. Okay, thank you so much for being part of my practice. See you tomorrow.